We're going through um, the book of Colossians, and today we're going to look at particularly 11 to 14, but it's in a paragraph, so we're going to start right uh, at the start of the paragraph, which is verse 9, so 1 Colossians 9 to 14. But I'm not going to read it yet, but very soon I will. So Shara and I, we were getting ready to go to to mission in West Africa and learn a language called Fufulde. And there were there was no really um, standard Fufulde school, a language school. And so what we had to do was how to learn how to learn a language by ourselves, and which is not unusual for um, very small languages in remote places. So there's a, a great linguistic school in Melbourne that we went to, and uh, a lot of the Bible translators go there. And one thing you need to know, if you want um, you want to win Scrabble, do not play Scrabble with Bible translators. They have incredible uh, minds and, and language minds. So there was one girl, for instance, she grew up speaking three languages and chopping between languages without even knowing it, and then learnt another three languages. So she knew six languages. And I remember uh, one thing, one of our language tutors, one of our professors told us, he told us about another Bible translator and there's some research they were doing in a, and I forget exactly what country it was. It was not in Israel, but right next door to Israel. Might have been Palestine or Syria. And they wanted to get amongst uh, people that were very um, not affected by West, Western way of life. So subsistence farmers. And just to try and get an insight into the way it was as closely as possible back then before the Western influence. And so one of the things they were doing, would they would show photos of animals and then ask them for their first immediate response. And uh, it was quite surprising. And he said one of the things that was really surprising is when they showed a picture of a lamb, guess what the response was? It wasn't cute. It was power. It was power, as was uh, dove, by the way. And what they, as they investigated that, as they asked them about that, what they said for a lamb is there's this little ball of energy with all this quivering power. Power. So let's read the uh, scripture. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continue, uh, continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so you may have a great, have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have the redemption 
the forgiveness of sins. And Lord, we ask as we look at your word today, as you open up your word, you would speak to us. A surprising sort of divine power. Surprising sort of divine power. And it produces some stuff. This divine power produces things. Produces perseverance, endurance, perseverance, patience, and praise. Surprising sort of power. Verse 11. So the surprising sort of divine power. You know, perseverance. Perseverance. Verse 11. Uh, one of the worst six months of my life, which I wasn't planning for it, but it happened at the age of 21. I went through this um, horrible burnout where I just uh, I couldn't sleep at night. I'd just um, I'd wake all night until about 5 in the morning, and then I couldn't wake up when it was time to go to work. And uh, I couldn't eat. I just had no appetite. It was about six months of a horrible, like, long gray tunnel. And I was just praying and praying, asking God to fix me and take it away. And what I got back, what I felt the Lord was saying is, um, you have to go through this. You're going to go through this. And uh, what I really needed was the power to endure that. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says this, No temptation has seized you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So that you can endure it. Perseverance. People often think that the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, is about the future, and partly it is. But also it's about enduring the now. It's about how we handle the now. It was written by John, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and he'd been put in jail um, on the island of Patmos in the Mediterranean, and he was separated from those churches that he loved, out on the mainland, on on mainland Turkey, and just wishing that he could be amongst those little house churches that he loved, uh, but he couldn't. And as he was on the island, no doubt he would have seen the the might of Rome sail backwards and forwards. And um, was at the time of the emperor Domitian, who was um, wicked and brutal. And uh, it says in Revelation 2, on one of the ch- in one of the churches, Pergamon, that they put to death one of their leaders, Antipas. And tradition says that he was burnt to death. And, uh, and even then, Revelation 2, even then, some of those ones, many of those in that church, did not turn back. See, it's not just about the future, it's about now. Persevering, enduring the now. And that's part of what the power 
does for us. Word power uh, here is not the way we often think of power. It's not a destructive or explosive force, but it's power in control, like a quivering a lamb with energy contained. Often it's, it's wrongly translated because the original Greek word is dynamite, which sounds like dynamite. But I want to just um, let you know, in the time of Jesus, there was no dynamite. There was no plastic explosives, but there were lambs and doves. And so this power is a different sort of power. It's like it's a power that can help us persevere, can help us endure. And uh, secondly, it's a power that gives us patience. Verse 11, patience is in that list of, of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Patience is often associated with people. In fact, someone suggested that endurance is what um, helps one cope with seemingly impossible situations, while patience is what helps you cope with impossible people. (laughs) Patience is waiting. Patience is waiting. At uh, Teachers College... When I was at Teachers College, I quickly noticed that females outnumbered males by about uh, four to five, um, four, four or five times the amount of females were at Teachers College. And not all of them were backwards in coming forwards, if you know what I mean. But, um, but, <laughs> right. But, but at that time I just really held on to something I believe God had said to me that if I was patient that God would give me a wonderful woman of God and he did I'm going to show you a picture of William Wilberforce William Wilberforce, born 1759-1833, uh, famous as man in parliament who helped do away with slavery. Uh, William Wilberforce, he was from a, a wealthy merchant family in England. He was a very small man, he was about five foot three, often had bad health. He became a Christian as a young man, entered parliament at the age of 21, and from 1789, 1789, he began introducing bills to help to try and promote the abolition of slavery. However, it didn't happen quickly. It wasn't until 26th of July, 1833, that the abolition of slavery bill passed its third reading in the House of Commons, a messenger rushed to Wilberforce's house. He was a very, very sick man. In fact, it was only uh, uh, three days after that that he died. So that fight took him 44 years. Abolition of slavery. Patience. Endurance. That's what the power of God does. And it's true, you know, uh, it's true. It's true there's also, sometimes there's that dramatic power um, 
Paul and Silas, Acts 16, they were in jail, and they were um, they were in jail, and they were singing with joy. And then later, this incredible earthquake happened that allowed them to escape. So there's both endurance and that, and then that uh, specific uh, explosive power. Perseverance, patience. Thirdly, praise, praise. Verses 12 to 14, expressing thankfulness to God. And this seems out of kilter with the first two of perseverance and patience. James chapter 1 verse 2 says this, Consider it joy when you go through trials of different times. Consider it joy. Really? <laughs> really? Joy. Joy. Irunga itahari. Joy. Thanks, praise. You know, it, that, that's the thing that keeps it all God-focused. Thanks and praise. Thanks and praise indicates that a person is aware that they have not earned something, but received something. That's what thanks and praise is about. You haven't earned it, but you received it. In the first century, there was a philosophy around called Stoicism. Stoicism was actually quite similar to what the Christians promoted. The Christians talked about when they talked about endurance and patience in really hard times. But it varied in this third thing, this third thing, because this power, this power, it's more than a philosophy. This power to endure to have patience, perseverance. This comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And it gave the Christians something else. It gave them uh, a joy in their endurance, a joy in their patience. Paul and Silas sang loudly in jail, Acts 16. And Paul also said, I've learnt in Philippians 4, I've learnt what it is to be content in every circumstance, whether in plenty or in need. How come? How is that possible? Two things make joy possible. Two things make joy possible in such circumstances. One, it's a long memory. And secondly, a long outlook. Long memory of what has been done and a long outlook of what is to come. A long memory that doesn't forget. Verse 12 says, He has qualified you. He has qualified you. I remember at Intermediate doing a fitness test, and part of it you had to do pull-ups, four pull-ups. I remember the last one, I was, I was, like, I was, right, I was almost in, and he says, I'm going to give it to you, blue eyes. <laughs> he qualified me. And it's like that, that, Jesus has qualified us. We haven't earned it, but we've received it. Verse 13, he's rescued us. I love the storybook Bible, the kids' Bible. He's rescued us. And and, uh, their translation of the word Messiah is true. It It says, the rescuer. That's what Messiah means, the rescuer. He has rescued us. And I remember um, 
age 18 and just another great time and thinking, is this it? Is this it? Just rugby club rooms, just chasing surf, just those other things out there. Is that it? And then coming to the Lord and just that feeling of being rescued and the days becoming blue. <laughs> rescued. Life can be, and some, for some people it gets worse than that. It gets really dark. It talks about darkness, verse 13. But he's brought us into the kingdom of the Son, the kingdom of Jesus. In verse 14, he has redeemed us. He's paid for us. That, keep that in your memory of what he's done. Keep that in your memory. And there's more to come. There's more to come. Don't forget that. We're going to talk about that next week. You know, really, really, it boils down to gratitude. Gratitude. That's what gives us, that's what gives us uh, the power. That's what puts uh, the fire the coal, the fire in our bellies. Gratitude. So I'm going to finish with a, a story of gratitude and then we're going to go into the rest of our worship. I want to finish with worship because it's not only about patience, not only about perseverance. The power is for us to praise. Brings us uh, into an ability, a frame of mind to praise. So I'm going to finish with a story of gratitude. It's uh, from a book by Tony Campolo called You Can Make a Difference. And he shares a story of two men um, on a train trip just out of London, Victoria Station. And there were two men uh, in Victoria Station. They're both Vietnam vets and, a, and another passenger. And as they were pulling out, one of the passengers, one of these Vietnam vets, he had this terrible epileptic fit. He started fitting and then fell out of his seat, uh, started fitting, foaming. The, his buddy, the other vet, he um, jumped down to his side. He rolled up his jacket, put it under his head, calmed him down, and then after that um, helped him back into his seat in the, uh, on the train. And uh, then he apologized. Um, I'm sorry, sir, um, this this is my friend. We were um, buddies in the Vietnam War, and, and uh, this this happens to him every now and again. I'm very sorry. And so this passenger inquired how he got to to be with him, and he and he told him the story. He said, "When when we were in Vietnam, um, we came under heavy fire. I got two bullets in uh, in my legs. My buddy he got a bullet in his shoulder. For some reason, the helicopters didn't come to rescue us." And so I, um, my buddy, he, he tried to carry me out, and he did. He put me over, I couldn't walk, he put me over his shoulder. He was probably in a worse state than I was, but he put me over his shoulder, and for three days I begged him to let me go you, and to, for him to, to go to try and escape into freedom. But um, he would not let me go, and he saved both of us uh, four years ago. I heard that he was in uh, terrible health. So I sold my house in New, New York and um, came to England. I decided I would spend the rest of my life looking after him. You see, there is nothing, after what he's done for me, there is nothing, nothing that I wouldn't do for him. 
You see, that's the power of gratitude. That's the power of gratitude. The memory, the reality of what Jesus has done for us. Let's pray and the, the worship team will come up. We will pray and we will praise because of what he has done for us. Thank you, Lord. We don't ever want to forget what you have done for us. We, you qualified us. You paid for us. We, we haven't earned it. We couldn't earn it. We're not good enough. But we do want to praise you. We do want to give you thanks. We do want to have hearts of gratitude for what you have done for us. Help us to never forget. And we ask for your power. We ask for your power daily to endure, um, to walk this life that you have called us to, and to have patience. Patience not just for ourselves, but patience for other people, people that you love, uh, and that um, sometimes are not easy. We ask for that uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Amen.